Hello, and welcome to today's show, Real Estate Woes. This is episode 10. Enjoy the show. Shut that door. Please. Nate. All right. How are you? Wow, it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, at least two or three weeks, but, you know, it's all right. It works for me. Wow. A lot has happened in the last two, three weeks, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, how about the last, like, two days of the week? Yeah. Yeah, it's a um, um, it's a funny thing. I mean, just uh, this, uh, hang on just a second. Oh, you're good. Can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Okay. Trying to route through the headphones. Oh, I so, my speakers. Yeah, I mean, I can hear you, but uh, anyway. So, yeah. Um, wow. Um, wow. Just on national level and personal level and stuff, it's, it has been pretty... Uh, pretty incredible week i mean yeah it's uh it's it's been one of these uh things that uh a lot of high highs and a lot of maybe some low lows i don't know i mean but um we can all we can we can just kind of talk it out so um yeah so i guess we should ask you uh so what's uh what's been going on what's been going on hey there we go sorry Um, oh no just you know same old stuff trying to just do live <laughs> talk to my uh I, I did talk to my lender today or uh while we're talking to him more on uh uh monday but i talked to my lender today and uh or was it wednesday whatever it was i'll talk again tomorrow about uh finally going back to get buying this place oh okay so i i'm still kind of a little sketchy on the whole and my wife has done lost her mind. Um, <laughs> I probably just got told to shut up. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, so the way this is supposed to work, and you probably have more familiarity than I do, is like there's a, a trust involved that was my mother's. And basically, I didn't know I could gift, get a house gifted to me, apparently. So... Mm-hmm that's what we're doing with this place is it's getting gifted to me. My sister gets bought out, you know, we're still finite the details and stuff like that. So that'll be starting out next week. We'll get that pre-called again. Hopefully I can get enough loan to put a roof on the, a new roof on the house and start paying a mortgage. Um, so it was gifted to you, but you're, you're, I mean, or what are you paying? I mean, at the moment. Yeah, it's not my business, really, but it's, it's I'm just generally curious. Um, basically, the way the trust was written is I could live in the house for six years. So yeah. I had up to six years to live in the house. And at the end of that time, I either had to, the house had to be sold or I had to buy my sister out. Oh, okay. So, and on top of that, if I were to live in the house, I would have to pay the property tax, you know, maintenance, uh, you know, the insurance, the whole nine yards, which is fine. I, you know, it's not like we can't do that, but 
at my sister who basically uh, talked to the, we use the same lender and he, she talked to him more along the lines of, and can it be gifted? So apparently there's a provision in the trust that I are in the way a trust is written that I had no idea about. Um, so basically my sister came up with the idea and said, Hey, can it be gifted? And I'm hmm. like, what? How's that work? So apparently the, how my understanding as of right now is that the house can be gifted to me, but what would end up having to happen is I'd get a mortgage and then my sister would get paid out her half either via those mortgage payments or we'd sell the house kind of thing. I'd get the house, she'd get her half, I'd pay the mortgage to pay it off but it wouldn't be like a $750,000 mortgage. It'd be more along the lines of half of that amount kind of thing is how I understand it. Okay. So I'm waiting. Uh, hopefully I get some more information tomorrow, but I'm hoping that it just be, you know, with the roof loan and everything else, something to a monthly payment of about $2,700, I should uh, be able to have a mortgage. Hmm. I don't know. That's kind of how I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> So is the value of the home based on when it was gifted to you at your mom's passing, or is it at the end of the six-year period? Uh, I Well, we just had it appraised. It was appraised for $760. Okay. Um, so we would have to come up, my sister and I would have to come up with a uh, price that we could agree on. Yeah. Which, and we're figuring, you know, we had somebody, her, one of her, her associates, was uh, a real estate agent and she was like was going to list the price at 725,000 I'm looking at this going this is a 3,000 square foot home and you're listing it at 725 I know it's based on market and everything but seemed kind of low to me not to mention the whole bottom floor is about another thousand square feet yeah. <laughs> but it's listed as a garage so I can't really do much with it. I, th there's a lot of moving parts, but when it comes down to it, my sister and I would agree 750 is more than fair. It's right around the market value of the house. You know, she'd get 375, I'd get 375, and then I'd hopefully get another, I'm hoping for another 50 on top of that as far as how the loan is written. So yeah. I can tell the roofer going, hey, come put a roof on it. Yeah. And I'll just pay it off through the monthly mortgage, which again, $2,700 in today's day and age is damn near unheard of. <laughs> so, but, so that's the extent well, what, of my, what, what are your tax, what's your tax, uh, what's your house on the tax rolls for? Is it, is it very close to your appraised value? Property taxed? Yeah. Uh, I think I pay, I know that I pay like $1,600 every six months. So my God. Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I'm only, I'm only curious to the extent that, um, you know, and again, property values in Dallas are, are just stupid at this point, but the appraisal, the appraisal value uh, seems to be at tax time. It seems to be on the selling price mm -hmm. of, you know, homes in the neighborhood. I mean, so many, I mean, there's a big cottage business of people that go out and protest property tax assessments because, you know, there's been people, you know, hit with astronomical increases in their, in their, uh, 
property taxes um, simply because, you know, especially in our area, we're in kind of a uh, an older area, if you will, not not our particular block, but our general neighborhood. Right. There's a lot of old homes on big lots. Well, in in East Dallas, there's a lot of demand for the lots, not so much the homes. And they don't do a really good job of like uh, protecting them, like with historical districts. There are a few over here, but um, yeah, there's tons of like 1940s and 50s era of craftsmen and bungalows and stuff like that. But they're on these huge lots. And what people do, they'll come in with a bucket of cash and they'll buy the house out mainly for the mainly for the land value. And it, it you know, and they'll come in and it's 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 appraised at a very low level and it's going to take multiple cycles for them to catch up because going but they call them mcmansions and they're just these homes that are you know built to take advantage of this big footprint of land uh that they got with a sale they scrape the house off immediately and they they custom build a home and uh, and you know some are really good some are really garish and out of character for the uh for the neighborhood but um but yeah, what that ends up doing is that that house gets appraised for, you know, say, uh, you know, they they bought a house for three four hundred thousand dollars. They put a house on there that gets appraised at eight hundred to a million, and then what that does is that sets a chain reaction off in the in the neighborhood, and and people are just like, oh my god, I mean, I'm I'm getting penalized because I got a couple of these on my block in the last year year and a half. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, you know, you haven't done shit to your house. <laughs> it's just like, uh-uh. uh, you know, so, I mean, I mean, you know, you asked me, you asked me what I thought and I, I'm just like, you know, it sounds like you're getting a hell of a deal. Oh, I, yeah, I think so too. Well, I think I talked to you, talked to a few shows back is like, so when my mom passed away, my sister was, you know, she has no emotional attachment to the house. So it's like, Sure. You know, she had bad memories. I'm looking at this going, I was too young and don't care. Um, and the it was just sure her logic, I think, was go spend, go live in a, a house for a year at the tune of 50 grand. I'm looking at her going, so you want me to go spend 50 grand so I may get 30 or 50 to 100 thousand dollars more out of selling the house i'm in i'm going okay i may be dumb in math but that doesn't make financial sense (laughs) i mean you know again depending on what what your property is doing in that part of california i mean i know you're you're are you technically bay area or uh it's north uh, of san francisco we're in sonoma san francisco um we're in sonoma county okay okay you know who knows what what that property is going to do over time, but um, you know at least down here uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's. I mean, people are saying that the uh, that the housing market is slowing down in Texas as a whole, and that might be true. But uh, I mean, we put our house up for sale, uh, our townhome, uh, little little twenty one hundred square foot three story townhome. It's in a pretty desirable area, but, you know, just for the fact that it's got two sets of stairs and, you know, I got bad knees and my wife and stuff. And and it's just, and and, and plus we wanted to be down in college station anyway, long-term, 
um, you know, when we found the place that we're going to buy down there uh, and we put the house up for sale, we put it up, we looked at comps and we looked at, um, we looked at tax, uh, the tax rolls and stuff and kind of, we kind of knew what some other people in the neighborhood, uh, well, in our own complex had sold their units for. And the realtor came in and, and we were, we were thinking probably 450 realtor came in and said, now nah, 45. It's like, okay, seems a little high, but her, her deal was, it was, it was driven by inventory. Um, we put it, we put it on the market, uh, last Saturday we had, we had, uh, we were heading out of town Saturday morning, but we had two people come in, uh, just as, um, you know, a, uh, I guess they called the realtor directly and said, Hey, you know, we, we know you're putting this house up for sale, but you know, if you could do us a solid and if the owner's cool about it, can we come look at it? Just, and, and we just said, sure, we'll, we'll clear out. No problem. It's ready to look at There's nothing magic about Saturday. They just couldn't have a realtor in there. Well, one of the ones that looked at it on Friday before it was officially on MLS, um, they had a client that was actually looking in this area area and looking frankly at one of these townhomes in our in our development and um they were actually in london at the time so they're in they're they're in dallas but their realtor was working on behalf of them what they'd said before and they wanted someplace so bad that they had her come in do a video of this and email the video to them while they're in london on holiday and let me just say this they 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 were uh, they were uh, willing to put significantly over four eighty five. I mean, about fifty five thousand over. It's just oh, like, wow. I mean, and that's and they took a five day a five day option period, which usually is. I mean, when I sold my house last time, uh, best I could get was like a ten day um, from a, from a buyer, and uh, you know they had they put in a. A five thousand dollar, you know, escrow. I guess uh, you know it's crazy. Um, but somebody, but again, it was just, it was just. I guess it's the market, and they've got the money to do it. They really wanted it. They didn't want to lose out. So, so it's it's real helpful for a realtor, real helpful for us. And so you know, it's uh, real estate's funny. I mean, I don't know what the state of the economy is going to do with regards to the, um, to the, uh, the influx of people coming into Texas. I mean, really our, our concern, uh, concern. I mean, the, uh, the only concern we have is, uh, you know, our house isn't going to be ready until like mid September, maybe earlier if they can, if they can get everything in on time, but, they won't let us close on a loan. So we know that, that money's mortgage rates are going up and they're in the sixes now here. Yeah. They're and, the you know, here. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> you know, again, so that, uh, that extra money is going to be helpful in paying down, you know, points and, you know, getting our mortgage payment down, uh, down considerably. But, um, so yeah, it's just kind of funny. I mean, I, I sold a house in 2019, and um, 
I, you know, I, I just realized uh, after looking through some old documents um, the other day that um, my old house, I had, uh, I put it up for something that I thought was, was pretty reasonable and pretty, pretty fair in, in 20, early 2019 after my divorce. And um, I got an offer on it the first day from somebody who lived in the neighborhood at, at maybe, I don't know, 10,000 less. It wasn't even worth screwing around with it. And it was over, it was over 650. So it was like, for me, it was like, hell yeah, let's, let's do it right now. (laughs) And my ex, the, the financial wizard that she is, even though she's a CPA, she goes, well, I, I don't want to do that because that's the first day offer. It's like, I, I think maybe we could get closer asking. I said, are you nuts? $10,000. I mean, over the, over the course of time, it's, it's I mean, significant. I even tempted saying, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you 10,000 if you'll, you'll just accept it. But anyway, she, her farting around and they ended up walking away from it. We ended up selling for over 120,000 less. Oh, so I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All over 10, fighting over 10 grand. Like, yeah. oh, that sucks. Yeah. J- just to give you an idea. So I, I don't know if I mentioned So we moved up here in 81 from Daly City, which is south of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And my dad paid 181 or 181 or 186 thousand dollars for this place. He yeah. paid it off in the mid 90s just because he was in real estate down in the city in San Francisco. So he knew how to manipulate all the, the fine things. So he paid it off. And I, yeah, saying listening at 725, it's almost a, that's a $500,000 or 400 and some odd thousand dollar increase yeah. over well, the 81. So what, 30 years, 40 years. And it's still a solid mm-hmm. house. That's why I want to keep it just because, you know, I've got kids, everybody's got their own room and. Sure. I mean, it fits your needs, but I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, just, and I'm, spe- I'm speculating here, but just everything I'm hearing about how, how, uh, you know, things are in San Francisco proper these days with, um, you know, the, the lack of control, let's put it that way. I mean, you know, I don't know how many people are willing to live down there. And if they have got options to go commute and, you know, maybe one of the places they want to commute is up to Sonoma County. I don't know what kind of a commute that is, but still an hour. Yeah. An an hour and a half if you have good traffic. (laughs) Well, in in California, I don't know. That's that doesn't sound like that's that unreasonable. I mean, I know people in L.A. that do that. And I know people down in Houston that are, you know, Houston is real funny about traffic. I mean, you know, it can, it can vary day to day, but, you know, we have, we have some friends that work, um, work at the Houston agency and it's close to downtown and their commute can take anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours. It's yeah. just, it just, you know, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Well, so, I know what, I know part of what's screwing the, the, the real estate market up here is you've got Silicon Valley, which is two hours from where I am. Right. And people are pulling out the, I call it funny money because I don't think they may have worked and they've probably got it in stock options, this side of the other, but it's like, they're literally coming in and paying cash yep. for a house, which screws everybody who can't, doesn't have that kind of cash. Oh, yeah. 
out of the market. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the other thing what kind of kills me is like rent. You know, what what just completely boggles my mind is that somebody, typical family of four, can yep. pay twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred dollars a month in rent. Yep. But yet can't qualify for a mortgage of the same amount. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, something doesn't just isn't. You know, I know with the in 2008 when the market fell out, but I'm just like something just doesn't feel it doesn't look right. It, I, I just don't know how they can look at that and then no, they can't afford a house. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that, um, you know, I mean, it seems like the, the market is extremely uh, uh, bifurcated, I guess, is the word I'd be looking for. Um, you've got you got a lot of demand at the real high end. And you got a you got a lot of demand at the at the at the middle part of it. The supply is either in you know really low end or or frankly probably more transitional type neighborhoods, and the supply in the middle and upper is I mean that's that's where we fell in. I mean it was just it was just a matter of you know had something that people wanted and people have, have gotten so conditioned to hearing about, you know, if you want something nice in a nice school district or something, you got to be prepared to pay over asking and you know, be, be prepared to pay, pay for it in cash. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in this area. We've got my elementary school. That is also my two sons elementary school is literally right in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to climb a fence. And go neighbor's yard, my and then I was at the school. Uh, and my kids kind of look at me, it's like, you literally, you, you know, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, go look at the backyard. I literally climbed the fence. You know, <laughs> that's my school. There, you know, my uh, junior high school is three miles away. I used to walk it every day. And my high school is literally three blocks away. So yeah, it's a nice, nice neighborhood. Um, but the other issue we also have up here, I don't know if you have it in Dallas, is that the, the corporate guys are coming in and buying up all these houses for Airbnbs, which is pushing out people out of the lower end of the market. Yeah, um, in fact, I, I know all about that. My uh, my son's working for KPMG and his one of his clients is a big hedge fund that does exactly that. They're, they are, um, I don't know if they're, they're doing it through Airbnb or they have their own their own um, uh, means to manage all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure they can put together a system for, you know, handling all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big, big problem because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a relatively safe asset. You know, everybody's got to have a place to live and, you know, uh, they want to be, uh, you know, forcing people to, um, you know, if you want to, if you want to be in these areas that like Dallas, um, they're, they're going to end up forcing a lot of people to never be able to own their own home. They'll never be able to, um, you know, have equity. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, yeah. And that's why I didn't want to pay somebody else. Why I go, I didn't want to go rent a house. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not building up my own equity, but I'm paying for somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I kind of put a kibosh on it. And I told my sister, I said, we're staying in this house. I don't Yeah, My sister is just like, the house is too big. I'm like, okay, yes, the house is big. <laughs> too big for who? Her or you? <laughs> I, well, for her to, they, they, she was looking at it from a maintenance aspect, you know, put a new roof on. I'm looking at $35,000 to paint it another, you know, between 20 and 30, because you've got three levels, you know, right. I could paint it myself, but it probably wouldn't look well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just from a maintenance perspective. She was just thinking it was too big. And I'm like, I've already dropped about a grand to get some trees top mainly because I didn't want them falling on the neighbor's houses. And, you know, even the neighbor said, Hey, you got that one, one, you know, eucalyptus. I'm like, okay. He had some guy come in top a bunch of trees for him. He gave me his card. I'm like, okay, fine. Topped. I went in, I topped a bunch of trees, you know, that way I'm not worried about a tree falling on a neighbor or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. God forbid, but you know, some stuff like that. If I, you know, I figure if I really did, my wife has been doing weeding out in the front of our house and it's like, I think what eventually if I come across, I want to drop about between two and $5,000 and pay, Hey, look, here design this and then literally wipe the whole front yard away and have them rebuild it uh but that's something off in the future and it's like i don't think it's that hard of a thing to maintain i can do a lot of the painting on the inside of the house because you know yeah. but stuff like that that she was looking at it from a maintenance perspective which understandable if i had to remodel the inside it's gonna i was looking at between 150 dollars easy so but the house is functional and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, you know, it's every, everybody's got, I guess their own, um, their own, uh, uh, you know, care abouts and stuff. And I mean, and for us, I mean, the, you know, the list of pros and stuff just sort of, um, you know, got longer and longer the more I started thinking about it, but, you know, for family reasons, for health reasons, um, you know, for me, not having two sets of stairs to deal with multiple times yeah. a day is a big health reason. And for her to be an hour and a half away from her oncology team and, uh, in Houston, that's, you know, that's, that's a benefit for us, you know, as opposed to a five hour drive. Um, so it, it, you know, there are just a lot of different, a lot of different reasons where it made sense for us, but, you know, I'm, I've had a lot of people asking me because I know I'm a long time, resident here in the area it's like it's all been variations of the same question it's like um you know everybody knows why why my wife wants to go and i think they're they're trying to either draw me offside into an argument or uh, kind of get me um <laughs> I, I don't know what they're trying to do but everybody's saying are you sure you want to go yes and, and and here's the thing you know it's like i look at i look at it this way i i I put a lot of my life on hold when I got divorced in 2017 or separated in 2017, because I had this crazy romantic notion that my kids would come back to Dallas on a regular basis and want to see the old man. Well, it hasn't worked out that way. And it's not that they're bad kids. It's just that they're, they're doing their own things and they just have to be doing their own things in other parts of the country. And I get to thinking, well, you know, I mean, this is kind of my time. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's, there's so many things about this move that are positive and that if, um, you know, if they want to come see me, we can either 
buy them a ticket or they can drive down or whatever they want to do. But I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more advantageous for them to come down and stay with us where they can kind of work and have their own space where here they really don't have that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, and again, it's, it sort of also gives me a chance to kind of start fresh because what I've found again, since the divorce is that, um, you know, mutual friends of my ex and I, it's like, I, I, I think they don't really know what to do with us. I know a lot of people have <laughs> kept in touch with me, but it's more like, you know, texting and phone calls. I've, I've tried to set things up with people um, that, um, you know, in the neighborhood that I lived, uh, lived in and, you know, did community stuff with various clubs and stuff. And it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a highway called Northwest highway. And basically a, it's, it's about two miles up the road from where I'm at now. And my old house is another two miles up past that. And I, I kind of have just come to the conclusion that people in that neighborhood, they, they must think going south of uh, Northwest Highway is like going into, uh, you know, the Thunderdome or, or some sort of a post-apocalyptic uh, uh, deal. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to meet me down there or, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, College Station is a little smaller. It's about 150,000, not including the college kids. And they're, and that's about 70, 75,000 a year. And um, there's, you know, the university drives a lot of research. So it's bringing a lot of business in, a lot of people coming in. It's, yeah. I mean, the cost of living is much cheaper there, um, you know, home-wise anyway. I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't touch what we're, what we're getting down there for any anywhere below 750 here and that's that's and we would have to be going way north to go get it too oh yeah it's, it's, it's real estate's the same thing it's all it's yeah like that all over i uh... and this way we're we're like five ten minutes away from the university but we're we're kind of out in a development that's i don't know if it's i don't know if it's if it's uh you know the economy is going to put the brakes on it or what but i mean it's going to be you know, 1,500, 2,000 new homes out there. And so it's all be brand new. I'll, you know, do fitness center, new, new pool. Um, you know, they, they have like fishing ponds, like seven or eight fishing ponds around the property. And uh, so, I mean, you know, for what I want to do and where I'm at in my life, I mean, it's, it's good. And, and, you know, it's going to make my wife happy as well. So, I mean, I, I don't see any downside to it. No, there isn't. And that, uh, Sorry, I'm just answering a text real quick. Oh, that's um, okay. Uh, there really isn't. A, a, so I had a I had a financial guy years ago, Rick. You know, I wanted to try and plan for the kids, and he kind of looked at me, going, "You need to plan for yourself right away." I'm looking, I'm going, "Wait a minute." It kind of took me aback. It's like, why? And it made sense to me after I thought about. It. It's like, yes, I need to plan for myself so I can plan for the kids. So. But yeah, that, that's the that's the thing is like you've got to do what's best for yourself. And that's kind of how I made my wife and I made the decision for here is going. We needed spending the 50 grand to go rent a place for a year just to rent alone, not including yeah. utilities and everything else. And I'm like, I'm looking at, you know, 50 grand, probably close to with everything else for a year, about one hundred thousand dollars just to rent for a year with, you know, 
gas and utilities and everything else. I'm going, it doesn't make sense. I've got a solid house. I can take that money, put it into buying new appliances, you know, stuff like this. And simply by doing that, I'm adding value to the house. So if we eventually do sell it, yeah. You know, that stuff's already upgraded, you know, and if it is, it's only, you know, upgraded. It's the, the appliance would be five, you know, between two and five years old or I take it with me. Yeah. Well, you know, it, uh, it, it, you know, sometimes you just have to go with your gut or, you know, pray about it, whatever, you know, whatever makes sense and whatever, whatever applies. But I mean, we've done all that and, you know, it just, it just makes way too much sense for us. And, and, you know, we're both, we're both looking forward to it. And, and the thing is, it's, it's three hours from Dallas. We're going to be up here plenty enough as it is because we've both got clients up here and, you know, we can come up here, meet a couple of clients right off our entire trip and stay <laughs> in a decent hotel. Um, you know, just, just, uh, and, and we can see the people we want to see and, and not like wait for the phone to ring. You know, if people know we're coming in town, people will generally, you know, prioritize someone coming from out of town. I, I guess. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But no, I look forward to it. Yeah, no, I, I think it. I think it's an, an awesome opportunity for you to take. Plus, you've got one of those unique positions uh, doing what you do that it can literally be done from almost any location. Yeah. Um. I mean. Are you, uh, do you have a, do you run the office out of your house or do you have a, a separate office? Well, we've, we've had, uh, well, both. I mean, it's a hybrid. I mean, I do have a, um, I do have a, uh, a physical address. Uh, in fact, if I look out my bedroom window and I, if I can stick my head out the window and look around the corner, I can see my office. It's literally, the new office is literally less than uh, a thousand feet away. I mean, oh, wow. I go out my door across the street to a parking lot and I'm in the building Nice, and you know, and, and that was, and that was uh, uh, an office we got in early May. Um, We had an office about three miles away from the house that uh, with, with Holly's um, Holly's uh, uh, you know, medical conditions. I think I went into the office maybe about a dozen times in a year. Nice. I mean, it was just, and the thing is, again, everything I do in the office is I can do it here. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think for, I think at least for the time being, when we get down there, uh, this is what I'll do, I'll, but I'll have it. I'll have a, I'll have an office with a door on it that uh, my wife won't necessarily be walking in, you know, during the middle of a middle of an appointment and stuff. And I have to wonder, well, is my screen blurred or not? I, I use a screen blur as my default because, um, you know, I never want, knew when she was going to come in. And if I was doing a Zoom, you know, it's a, I, I didn't really want to have to introduce people is what I was saying. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, they do say they ultimately will have a co-working space on, on the property at some point, you know. Who knows? Works. Who knows how long that'll take? But um, that and that might be something to investigate. But yeah, I mean, I I'm glad I didn't go through the whole Google my business listing process yet. Um, 
I had kind of put an address. I, I've, I've had an intention to build a website for about a year and a half now, uh, but I've just been kind of usually just going through my Facebook site and basically my address. I, I've just had to update it since I moved, but um, I figure if I, if I didn't have a, a physical, you know, office location, um, you know, the map, there's, there's something, and, and this is from my old SEO days, something that uh, Google doesn't like. If you don't have a verifiable location, you have to like get a, you know, be able to get mail at your, at your particular office site and yeah. stuff. So I, I don't know how they, how they do it. I haven't really kept up with it much in the last couple of years. So I'll have to, I'll have to see what, what happens with that. Cause I, I need to, I need to kind of put that as a project to do and for sure get it done. Yeah. You know, by this time next year. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I took web development stuff back in, in college, but I never took it to where I probably should have, but call time <laughs> time when you're working 40 hours a week. I just didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's so how's your, so have you started any more classes in, yeah, in, in the summer? I mean, I know you, last time we had a show, you said you're about ready to finish up a site yeah. class or two. I had a site class and a philosophy class, which was rather okay. amusing. So, so start out class with an A. I'm like, all right, great. Start taking the test. I see my, phys, my philosophy score going down, down south quickly so i sent an email out to the instructor going uh i'm in trouble and you know and he he kind of kicked it back to me and going because i was not doing well on some of the quizzes and it was just sending my grade i'm like and he goes you're not thinking critically enough i'm looking at him going okay i thought i was but i didn't think you could think critically about a test yeah. especially you know even he was like the, the computer thinks one thing and you know critically thinking you're thinking something else and it was just something like that I, long story short ended up getting an a in both classes Good. so uh and then i uh i was actually i think i told you that this was the one the philosophy teacher was one that basically had to change the way he was teaching because he was used to teaching in a traditional classroom where right. you have people that are students coming to learn as <laughs> opposed to, what was that? I, I, okay. I, I, I want to hear what the non-traditional uh, well, basically experiences. He was looking at it from, you're, you're going from 18, 19, 20 to up to 25 year old type of student coming in to you know do whatever their major is and get you know go on to the their the two-year path of the you know, junior college and he had to switch from a traditional to an online presence where you have working adults that are working 40 hours a week and he had to he had to adjust his his mindset because the working adults granted yes if you're a working adult and taking a class you need to put the effort you are into the class you're taking right well he also looked at us like yes he also you've got yes you should put the time but he also looked at it from a perspective of these people these working adults don't have the time say a 18 19 or 20 year old 
would have that's working part-time and going to school part-time or, you know, some variation thereof. And he just adjusted the way he taught. So what I got from him. Mm -hmm. But it it was just, he had to adjust to an online online environment because of the pandemic and everything else. I'm like, hey, I took advantage was online. (laughs) Yeah. So I ended up, and he just, and most college... I was telling my kids this the other day. It's like most colleges or college classes, if you show up and put effort into the work, you'll pass with a minimum of a C, if not higher. It's if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get the rewards of the work. Yeah. So, but, and then I'm taking another site class, a six week, you know, compacted uh, site class on sexuality, I guess. I don't have the book in front of me. So it's basically nothing but pretty much, you know, read quizzes, TED Talks. I'm like, okay. So, so far I'm getting a B in that class. So, and I got three weeks left. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's good. It's another site class. And then I think I've got one more to take before I can transfer to the, uh, the four year, uh, four year university. That's uh, about 20 minutes away. (laughs) Ah, And that would be what? Sonoma State. Sonoma State University. Oh, Sonoma State. Yeah. Okay. So I literally, you know, you talk about a good neighborhood. I literally have, you know, a junior middle uh, elementary school, middle school, and a junior high school, and two of the top, one of the the top college junior colleges in the country, not if not the state, and another top university in the country. <laughs> wow. So. I mean, SSU isn't like, and plus Stanford is in my backyard. UC Berkeley is an hour away. So it's like, I've got all these four-year schools that are, you know, literally sitting in my backyard. I'm like, huh, I think I'll take the one that's sitting 20. (laughs) 20 (laughs) That way I don't have to go worry about commuting. It's right there. A lot of the classes I think are either hybrid or online or traditional. So but it's it's been an eye-opening experience reading about psychology. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> is a. Uh, I'm trying to see what the uh, yeah yeah. What's the what's the mascot there? Do they do any sports at all? Or they is used a... to be the Cossacks. They are the Sea Wolves, I think. Ah, the Sea Wolves. Yeah, so the State Sea Wolves. I mean, that's yes. actually they got a pretty cool little logo there. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be the Sonoma. Uh, they used to be Sonoma uh, State Cossacks, but apparently that like, offended somebody. Like Russian, yes. Russian, oh, wow. Russian Cossacks. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think they changed. I actually looked that up the other day. Uh, not SSI, SSU. I think it was like 91. Yeah, Summer State University Cossacks oh. uh, was removed in 2002. Wow. Oh, the. T- Wow, I didn't realize that. This mascot was to be removed in the fall of 2002 by a vote of Academic Senate after the mascot was deemed offensive to Jewish and women's groups on campus. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. I just happened to, to look on their Wikipedia page, and the very first of the notable, notable fa- faculty and alumni, a guy named Larry Allen. <laughs> oh, yeah. He From played uh, off- Microsoft. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's Paul Allen. Paul, you're right. Sorry. 
Now, Larry Allen played uh, football for the Cowboys. Oh, um, okay. Yes, he, he was, yes, he did. He was a lineman. Yes, and he was like uh, he, he was like one of the strongest dudes ever in the in the NFL. I think he can go out on YouTube and see a see a pic uh, a video of him. I've seen the videos before uh, where he's been. I mean, he's he's lifting so many plates that the uh, that the forty five pound bar is like bending oh, you know, as he's right. going up. But um, but yeah, it's like and then and then there's a pretty famous uh, there's a pretty famous video of him and he was fast. Um, but there's a famous video of him um, chasing someone down. Oh yeah, it's like look up Larry Allen bench press. He uh, he he bench pressed seven oh five. I mean, and he ran. He he uh, <laughs> oh, he yeah. prevented a pick six by by cutting somebody off. Uh, I, it was. I mean, my gosh, this is like this guy was a freak of nature. And, you know, I uh, now I remember. Yeah, I remember he he actually. I think he actually went to uh, junior college as well. Center could be junior college. Could be. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't follow him that much, but I know the night Niners would have been beneficial if they drafted him, but. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, somehow the Cowboys, you know, pulled him out from under their noses, but man, he was, he was, yeah. he was all pro for years and years. And I think he'll be in the ring of honor for, yeah. I, I'm not sure that he's uh, in the hall of fame yet, but he's, he's probably heading that way. I have no idea. So anyway, so we've caught up uh, yeah. and almost, it's taken us almost an hour to get caught up and stuff. Oh, good. Do we want to do we want to tackle any of the uh, well, news of the week or anything? I mean, I remember we can do the uh, let's do the abortion one because that affects yeah. me because my wife and uh, wife and daughter they're female. Um, yeah. So I, I basically I asked my wife the other day what her opinion was on it. I'm like they basically she basically said, "Well, women need a right to choose." I'm like, "Okay, first of all, yes, you're right, but they didn't take." the ability away they just put it back into the state's hands and california i don't know what texas is but california is a sanctuary state so and i don't think california is going to change their ways anytime soon until we get a new governor out of the new better governor um (laughs) yeah um here my my view is um you know, I guess, I mean, I grew up, uh, I grew up when, you know, this thing first happened. I mean, I, I can vaguely remember because uh, I think her last name was McCorvey, but Norma, Norma McCorvey, yes. I believe was the, um, the plaintiff in Roe versus Wade. Yes, she was. She was, uh, she, was she was the Jane Roe uh, and Wade was Henry Wade, the district attorney in Dallas at the time. Um so I, I vaguely recall, recall, you know, I would have been 11, 12 years old in 1973 when the, when the decision came down. And I vaguely recall that that was kind of, seemed kind of big. I mean, you know, I, I, I wasn't like a, a fully aware Christian and all that stuff. And I hadn't formed any huge opinions about it, but it seemed like, wow. I mean, when I found out what an abortion really was, it's like, seems kind of seems kind of harsh um and you know and and i guess um my 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 feelings about it were 
you know, up to, up to last week. Is that, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, that, um, uh, a lot of this has to do with the state of the family in, in the U S now. I mean, oh, a lot of this, a lot of this has to do with, with people not teaching both boys and girls, the consequences. I mean, we, you know, we, we go back and forth about whether or not we should be teaching kids sex education in school. And I can say, I, I don't think I was ever taught that in school, but, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people speaking out on it on social media and, and, you know, one, one theme that kind of comes up and it's come up a lot over the years, but it's come up especially so in the last few days is like, well, you know what, if they're not going to let women have autonomy over their bodies, you know, they ought to be able to force, uh, force the man, you know, to, um, you know, to pay up basically, you know, and, and I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But, but what I'll also say is that, you know, how about we also do a better job of training our kids and, and whether that means, you know, parents, mentors, or even educators like your, like your wife in school. I mean, and I'm not saying she wouldn't, but I, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling people, you know, you can go to any CVS store and for probably less than the cost of a mixed drink, at least in Dallas, it's probably about 10 bucks you know, on a Friday night for less than the cost of a, of, of a one mixed drink. Um, you can easily go in and pick up a box of condoms. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and when you, when you, when you, and if you want to be extra safe and, you know, talking about the guys have the responsibility, pick up, you know, if you think you're going to go there, you know, pick up a morning after pill. Yeah. That's a little more expensive. That's about 40 bucks, but, but still, 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 <laughs> I mean, well, again, it, it, again. I mean, I know it. It 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 probably flies in the face of of parenting and stuff. I, I I'll, I'll share a story. I mean, my son, my oldest son, he he went down to a university. Um, he went down to Texas A and M in Galveston, and I soon found out after I started, you know, taking him around to other universities, mainly because his mom wanted me to expose him to other things that he really wasn't wanting to go down there for the educational experience. It was because he had a girlfriend and, you know, again, um, it, it's a bad way to make life decisions. And I know because I did the same thing when I was in college too. I mean, I followed my high school girlfriend up to, up to Tulsa university. However, I broke up with her after two years and you know, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I always, you know, we, we were very, very careful. She was on the pill. I had, I had condoms, that sort of thing. Never had to worry about that. And I just, but my dad was totally out of the picture by that time. And I just, I just knew I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be irresponsible. Right. Well, I, you know, I agree, you know, it takes two to tango, basically. Some of the stuff I've seen. Some of the stuff I've seen is that the woman can choose to before Friday. The woman could choose to get it aborted. Yep. 
the man had no say in it. Right. So Which I think is, yeah. To me, he should, if he, he took the, he, he got her pregnant. He should have some say in the matter of whether it gets aborted or kept. Right. I agree. Um, but I also don't, I'm not a big fan of, I think you and I talked about this before, the, the custody and family law in this country pretty much, excuse me, sucks. Um, and it is, it, you know, it is, in my opinion, has taken the side of women more than it has men. I would agree. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's right. That's just what it is. But on the same on the same note, if the woman chooses to keep the baby, a man should have the right to legally sign away the parental rights. And he, you know, yes, he helped create a child completely understood. But if he didn't want to have that child, he had two options, not have sex. There's 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 a real quick solution to that one. Don't. Um, but he should have the option and not be penalized. In, in my opinion, he shouldn't be penalized, you know, financially if he didn't want it. And unfortunately, there are some women out there that will trap men into saying that, you know, hey, I'm pregnant. You need to take care of this. Yeah. So I, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a slippery slope. Mike. Yes. I, I mean, it's just. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, my, my views have sort of evolved over the years on this. And I, I mean, I, I look at it this way. I mean, yes, women should have autonomy over their bodies, but you know what, who speaks for the child? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a raw deal that the female is the carrier of, you know, for mammals is the carrier of the uh, of, of the children. I mean, they, they, you know, that's the way, that's the way God and, and, uh, um, uh, I guess evolution designed it. I mean, you know, and, and again, you, you can say all you want about, you know, uh, you know, it should be a woman's choice, but no, you, you, you really, I, I really think that, you know, if you're not giving a child a choice by, by aborting it and you know your your argument doesn't really hold water I, in, in my view now yes men should be accountable yes. and you know and i i uh, i i made it very clear to my oldest son that you know if if he was going to get her pregnant or or god forbid you know proposed to her while they were in school before he graduated um I would be cutting the money off from it. And I knew I could do it. Well, because I had it set up in a trust and I was the only one who had a name on it. So, Ah. um, so yeah, it, uh, it is a, um, uh, it's, it's just, um, I I know that's, uh, that's kind of a harsh deal. And he was, he was not real thrilled with me that I, that I told him that, but I said, look, you know, I'm doing this for your benefit and for your, and for your girlfriend's benefit, because you guys are no more ready to get out there at age 18, you know, and, and think you're going to all, all that would do is 
it would just slow both you guys up from accomplishing whatever you wanted to accomplish. So thankfully he, he didn't make me have to follow through on it. So um, I'm just, um, you know, the, the, now Texas is a, is, is a polar opposite from California. I mean, Abbott, our governor signed in uh, what's known as the heartbeat bill. And basically it, it says, you know, you know, at six weeks, no abortions of any kind, because that's the, you know, you know, that would be about the time you, you hear a baby's heartbeat on a, yeah. on a monitor. I think, weeks, I think is what it is. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, and it's a, it's, it's kind of an impossibility for, for people, you know, a lot of times, you know, physiologically, you know, a woman's not going to know that she's not pregnant until she misses her period. And then it's like you, you, you say, well, you know, how, how long since your last period? And it's like, oh my God, you know, by the time you get in the hospital, get, get in there and get, get to looking about it. Um, it's past that. Yeah. Six it, week mark. When, yeah. You can, you can use the sonogram to kind of measure what the fetus is. And, you know, it was, it was very clever the way they wrote it up. I'll give them that. But at the same time, um, I, you know, here, here again, the, the, the overarching thing is, um, you know, I, I, I thought I knew the, the constitution. I thought I knew a little bit more about, you know, the way the Supreme court acted and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on that, um, that people are putting out online that suggests that the last three nominations for the Supreme court, um, that Trump did, um, they uh, they lied about the abortion issue. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know you can you can hear them talk, but you don't they don't they don't give you the full context of the conversation. And I believe that you know here's here's the thing about precedent. Precedent is not sacrosanct. It's not it's not meant to not be challenged and not meant to be changed. Guess what? Dred Scott case. Uh, for for uh, slavery, that was precedent for many years. I mean, but it got overturned, rightfully so. Um, you know, Brown uh, Brown versus Board of Board of Education. Before that, the law of the land was, those, segrega- yeah. was segregated uh, segregated uh, facilities. You know, that was rightfully overturned. So to say that this thing that was never one never codified into law, and two never even. Uh, it, it's not an amendment of the Constitution. So again, anything that and and I think they took a very simplistic approach, and it's kind of brilliant in its simplicity. They said, "Hey, you know, Roe and uh, Roe was was flawed from the very beginning because it made an assumption on something that was never the federal government's to to cover." Yeah, I mean, I and and, I, and to me. Um, I, I take no joy that women are upset about it, but I think it's, I think it's, I think if more, more of these decisions would look at things under the lens of, is it in the constitution as a right, or is it, is it not? Right. And, and, you know, the, the lower courts have, have allowed certain things to come through that, um, you know, it, it all sounds really good and sounds really, uh, uh really, um, really progressive but i mean the you know if if we 
if we continue down this road, I mean, there's there's significant numbers of us that believe that the founding fathers had the right idea and kept it simple and kept it kept it logical, and they couldn't anticipate all these things that are coming in. So, I mean, you know, I mean, the one thing they did do, and I know we weren't going to talk about it, but you know, the gun issue. I mean, they did address, and yes. you know, people people don't like don't like the dichotomy between the two decisions, but it's really quite simple. I mean, the New York case that, that got, got people spun up. I mean, I, I spent some time looking at the New York state licensing or the New York city licensing requirements for, for handguns. Oh my God. It is something. Oh, it's it, nuts. It's, it's Byzantine. You gotta, you gotta spend almost 500 bucks to get fingerprinted print out the licensing paperwork. And then it's like, you give all this stuff, you have to be interviewed. And this is after you filled out the ATF forms to go legally buy your guns. Right. So it's kind of a, kind of a double background check. And then <laughs> you don't even, you don't even know for six to nine months. If you, you get know, approved, if you get approved. Yeah. It's and, about 500 bucks here. Yeah. I, I mean, so, so again, I, um, yeah. I might, I might suggest you might see some movement on your gun laws. Uh, well, or- it, what it did, uh, I'm going to re- reading all these pundits and one of them's a local, local guy to me. And he's, you know, again, you go back Rovis way, the reversal again, put it back on the States and, you know, we can switch topics in a second, but I, I think if anything, Roe versus Wade put a little bit more responsibility back on the women to be more responsible. Well, to a point. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, you know, it comes right down to it, but I think you're, you know, I, I don't see how, um, I mean, who knows, maybe there's going to be abortion tourism or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's messed up. But, yeah, that is messed up. But I, you know, I think that, that, you know, these, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting come November because again oh, yeah. there's there's a clash of of ideologies that is just um, I think it's unprecedented in any one election cycle that I've ever been aware of um, in history. I mean, and it's coming. It's yeah. it's coming like a tidal wave, and you know it, it really it really could make this country look a lot differently and. Uh, there's the, the Midwest, the, you know, from Texas up to, you know, maybe, maybe Kansas and stuff. I mean, and then certain areas around that, um, I think, I think are going to be, uh, very, very, um, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. The campaigns that, that come about and, um, you know, Ben O'Rourke is trying to run for, for governor here. He may have a shot because, I mean, again, this is, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think the Democrats are, are really, really uh, fighting for their lives here. And it's I think simply because, and it's simply because the, you know, the leadership at the top has just been so inept. I mean, and, and they don't own anything and they've made plenty of mistakes and what I, what I think they're discounting is that there's there's going to be a hardcore liberal wing that 
that is going to vote for them for any any reason any reason because they're Democrats and orange man bad mean tweets blah 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 but voting block wise I mean I think I think you're discounting you know groups like African Americans Hispanic Americans Asian Americans and stuff who tend to vote along very familial patterns they're they're very I mean certainly Asian Americans and Hispanic Americans are very family oriented uh Latinos are very, um, I, I think the abortion issue is, is one that's very, um, that's very near to them. I mean, the Catholic church for crying out loud is, yeah. you know, it's, it's, so I, I, I think, I think there's that, that all those, all those social issues, but on top of the whole, you know, gas prices and food shortages oh, and yeah, supply it's, it's issues and stuff, it just seems like, like they just can't get out, get out of their own way to fix it. Well, it's I, just, I, I mean, it's like, I mean, I've never seen a more, I, I've never seen a more clueless bunch of folks in, well, I, in, I, at, a, at a high level. Yeah. I got so frustrated with the, the Democrats and I say that with levity. I literally changed parties. I changed my voting party because of what you just said. They are inept. They are so disconnected from their constituents you've got you know for uh, for california pelosi feinstein i mean literally pelosi's husband got hardened for a dui he just had yeah leaving a whiner i'm looking at him like wait a minute if it was me or you getting a dui our butts would be in jail yeah yeah <laughs> and no, like, I, I just yeah are you that disconnected and so I, I changed my parties, regardless of Trump. I, I I changed my parties just because, like you said, the leadership is so screwed up <laughs> that well, they can't get I mean, out of their own way. I, and and I just I just can't understand where you know it's it's like I know I, I I go back to San Francisco, but but L.A., San Francisco. I won't even mention Chicago, but St. Louis. Um, my city, Dallas. I mean, we all have district attorneys that are that are soft on crime. I mean, it's like the district attorney here said he's not going to prosecute prosecute theft uh, for under seven hundred fifty dollars. I mean, because his his view is that well, people people need to eat, people need uh, need support, and you know, this is sometimes just what humans do. Well, the problem is is that okay like like you know pretty soon nobody's gonna no no business owner certainly no no individual business owner owner uh and some of the big national chains like like in your town nordstrom's and cvs and walgreens i mean they're heading for the hills because you know they can't get they can't get people to uh protect their 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 inventory yeah. I mean, it's, and at some point, you know, you know, insurance companies are just going to say no more, yeah, no more, go online, go online and ship this stuff. Yeah. Cause, and it's, and it's going to be, and it's, and, and you know what, when that happens, Mike, it's the, it's typically the, the very, it's, it's the lower classes that suffer the most. Okay. Yeah. And they're, they're the ones that, that, you know, have to use these neighborhood 
neighborhood stores like CVS and Walgreens. They're, they're de facto grocery stores. Um, and uh, hello. Mom's here. Nate's and my son, Nate's in the background. Oh, hey, Nate. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, he's never mind. He's doing something else. And he's gone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it, no, and yeah, the, yeah, it's just it's just these these, you know, and the high gas prices, who's it hurting most? I mean, it's hurting the people that it, it, you know, it's hurting all of us. Yeah, but I mean, certainly it's hurting the people that are that are driving to their, you know, their fast food jobs and stuff, $15 an hour crew and stuff. And it's it's um shopping. I you know, it, it to me it's like if if you're if you're taking that. Uh, you know, again, people fought so hard to get this $15 an hour minimum wage and it's not all, it's not all nationalized yet, but, you know, but think about the inflation that's, that's going on right now. It's like, if people have any, don't have access to public transportation, you know, it, it's hell gas is almost five bucks a gallon down here in Texas. I mean, I already pay over that to put it in my wife's car, but you know, yeah, it's, I, it's, I think we're at, the last time I filled up was like six thirty. <laughs> oh my god! You know, yeah. So, and I have a six-cylinder truck, and it was a hundred bucks. Uh, you can see the feline on the bottom left. You know. Yeah, I see her. I see her right there. Hey, kitty. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's that like would in, be my fourteen-year-old. Oh, he's yeah. But but here's the thing: how did how did these people? How do the press secretaries and how does Biden get up there and and, you know, tell us that everything's fine. Everything's, you know, they're presiding over the biggest economic boom. It's like it's like I can't I can't I can't see what planet they're from. Uh, I not this one. No, I I, I, I honestly don't have an answer. I, I remember seeing. I forget what context it was. You can probably find the, the video on YouTube or I think it was on TikTok. I use for, you know, comic relief and entertainment. And there is literally, I think, three or four secretaries from various different departments in the government and a senator that literally asked, you know, if I asked you how many days did you spend in your office in the last week, I'm pretty sure you could answer me. Yep. These people could not give this man, I forget what Senator was, couldn't give this man a straight answer. It was like, well, I was traveling for this, or I was doing, I'm like, he didn't ask if you were traveling. He asked, how many days were you in your office? None of them could answer him. They, they can't give straight answers. And that's what that, I, I just like, you see in all these, the, the uh, Senate hearings, Mike, they don't, they ask a point blank question and none of them can give them a straight answer. And that's what just bugs the heck out of me with our government and especially in Congress. I'm like, just answer them. Yeah. I mean, literally answer the question. Um, but I just, I, I couldn't tell you. I think Biden is, a, is feeble. I mean, you know, I, you probably saw the video of him having like what he has, has the itinerary. What's he supposed to do? There's a, a screenshot of his itinerary card that somebody caught. Yeah. I'm like, it was glorious. I'm like, you really are that feeble. Um, and the vice president, she was the AG in California and she's not much better. Oh, gosh. I mean, I I shudder to think if she yeah, if she took over. over. 
Um, and uh, yeah, being back to San Francisco, the DA got recalled down there. The one that again was soft on crime. And it's like, you, you are literally putting cops in danger because you're an idiot. Um, but you know, the, the pandemic got rid of, got rid of a lot of them. I think that's what a lot of the decisions stemmed from was, you know, they're going into jail and then they're, we're spending more money probably getting them out of their, you know, the pandemic mode or because they're sick. I'm going, okay. If they're dumb and, you let them go anyway yeah i digress um i actually let's get back the, the the gun one the new york pistol rifle i was like i was giddy when i found i when i saw that that thing handed down i'm like oh my god they finally did something correctly i mean they didn't really say you couldn't they they changed it from may issue to shall issue which is going to ripple through the united states oh sure yeah. as it should and I was like, I'm looking at get finally being able to get my CCW. I don't have a problem with, you know, the background check, uh, the you know, good more. I'm I think I'm a good more person, a good moral character. I, all this stuff as far as you know my county, but the only cause I had, and I probably put a twist on it, but the only cause I had was self defense, and I'm like, and that isn't good enough. And that's what that's what irritated me. And I'm like, and I tried to, I was thinking about it. I was like, I have valuable assets that I'm travel with every time they're my family, so I'm yeah. protecting valuable assets. But right. that, that's what I, I I think is what I'm most stoked about is I now can comfortably go. I never applied for one. I uh, ultimately I don't need to carry a gun. I, I don't. You know, yeah. I if you don't get in the wrong situation, you don't have to worry about pulling a gun. So I don't worry about it, but I want the, I would have liked the ability and not have to go tell some, to tell the sheriff department going, hi, I'd like a gun to carry a gun for self-defense. I'm sorry. You need good cause. What? Yeah. I mean, what's yeah, self-defense second amendment's not good enough. I mean, so I was stoked when that thing hit and then bunt. And now they're now what they're trying to do. News, new Gavin Newsom's decided to put out, yeah, we're going to do what New York's going to do. It's like, you can't carry a gun in certain specific things. Like, you know, I can understand a courthouse. I can understand yeah. federal buildings, governmental buildings, but I should be go to go to the San Francisco giant stadium in San Francisco and Hey, I'm carrying a gun. Here's my permit and go walk in and walk out. <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at it. So now California's trying to do the same thing and you're not allowed to carry a gun in, in these certain situations or these certain buildings. I'm going, you, yeah. And, and it's going to get it's going to go to the courts. But now they and I haven't read the whole um, rule, whole opinion, but it sounds like he was very when uh, the justice, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Um, he was very eloquent the way he wrote it. Was, you know, you, you, you can't you can't restrict it that way. So all this stuff and then they have to go back to the history of the Second Amendment. And that yeah. is what they have to base the decisions off of. So I ultimately, I don't think mag bans are unconstitutional. Some people do. I'm like, if you need more than 10 rounds to do something, you're either a lousy shot or you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I, I guess my, my, my question would be is, okay. I mean, I want to, I want to understand what the, um, 
what the ramifications are for people who have, uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't, didn't have a working crystal ball. And if things happen to where they say, well, we're going to ban magazines over, I don't know, pick a number, six, six rounds, plus one of the chamber, I guess. I don't know. Seven. Well, what about all these, all these people who have bought, you know, nine millimeters that have, you know, that are built for 10, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. 17. Yeah. Um, I, have one. I think, well, and, and I think my, my HK is a, is a 16 or whatever, yeah. but it's, it, you know, and I bought it because I could, I could use the same, I could use the same um, mags on a Glock if I wanted to get one. So, I mean, I've, I've sort of toyed with getting another one, but, but again, it's, it's a, um, it's, it's just, again, it's this, it's this idea that the, the actions of a relative few, um, you know, granted they're, you know, they are very, very, um, you know, it's very sad and it's very evil crime to go and shoot up a school or a, a grocery store or something like that. But, Again, uh, you know, looking at the statistics and stuff, it's like, um, you know, an AR-15. And again, people, and again, I go back to Beto O'Rourke. I mean, it's like he he doesn't know. He has no idea what a weapon of war really is. You can easily go to Wikipedia and see everything that a that is issued by every branch of the service to their personnel. And it's like, and a weapon of war is typically either a full automatic or a switchable auto to semi-auto and carries huge amounts of mags or huge amounts of shells. I mean, yeah, you're in a, you're I mean, in a war zone. You run out, you're kind of dead. Yeah, you're kind of dead. Yeah. <laughs> so again, again, the, um, but the idea that, that because certain people have done certain terrible things with an AR-15, means that everybody should have to turn it. No, uh-uh. no. my cold dead no. hand. Well, and again, again, I hate to be, I hate to be one of those guys. I, I just look at it like, well, you know what, why am, it goes in the hole. And again, I'm, you know, I, I hate to take it down to political ideology, but these are the same people that think that reparations for you know, things like if it's, there are just so many things. What do you got? Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, it's probably broken, kiddo. Just put it in the plastic bag. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, if you if you apply the same if you apply the same analogy to the discussion we're having about abortion, I mean, yeah, I mean a a man needs to have as much responsibility yes. for that child. Uh, as as the woman does, but again, it's not a. Um, it's it even if he doesn't, that doesn't really give I think the woman a right to to necessarily just abort a healthy fetus and stuff. No, I know I I, I know I'm I'm a man and and uh, that's that's an unpopular opinion, and I will say this I. You know, I, I had kind of a standard line the whole time. It's like, look, I, I disagree. I think, I think abortion is 
evil. I think it's against God. But again, it's a personal decision. Yes. And again, all I all I know is this: at someday, you know, you you can choose to believe or not. But I at, at the end of our lives, I think we all have to give an accounting of our of our decisions in life to our God and Savior. I also think, I also think that, that, um, you know, I also know that if I was a woman, I couldn't make that decision. And I, I feel like the way I'm built is, um, you know, I came from a time where you accepted personal responsibility for your, and accountability for your actions. And that's, that's what I think is, is missing in all, in, in so many areas of our society these days. It's like people want, want the option to do whatever they want, whenever they want without any accountability to anybody and it's like and and again it it, it, it's just it's i i think it's uh i think that's a recent phenomenon and i think that's why it's so confusing to people of you know your generation my generation you know I, i i don't get it i don't get it where where you know we've suddenly you know, we've suddenly just, just totally lost, you know, any, any sense of, let's not talk about morals, but it's just, you know, basic human values. I mean, I don't know, but I'm, I'm not going to be, I, 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 I mean, on the gun thing, it's like, you know, well, I, I, I mean, you, you and I are kind of disparate as far as uh, you're more, uh, unfortunately, some of the decisions that were made involved a religious part of it, and sure. I, I'm not against religion. I, you know, to each their own. I don't yeah, go. Yeah. I don't go to services. You do. I mean, that's kind of what makes our dynamic work well. It's like, yeah, yeah. And and again, I, you know, I, I judge people by their character. I don't judge them if they go to church or not, or they have a personal relationship with God, my preference would be that you do. But, you know, again, you're, you're a mature adult. You make your own decisions. That's a great thing about free will. Yeah. And, and again, and again, if I'm, if I'm speaking for myself, I mean, I know me and I know that I could not, you know, I could probably raise a gun in self-defense, but I'm, I'm not somebody that's going to go out and shoot up a, shoot up a school or shoot up a grocery store or a movie theater or whatever. No. And just because somebody else does, it's insulting to me to think that, that I'm lumped into that care, that group of, of low character, low morality people uh, by saying I can't be trusted. I mean, right. as far as I'm concerned, I can't trust my government. So who are they to well, say <laughs> what I can, what I can be trusted with? That, that's just a good fact. He gets back to the constitution. <laughs> I remember what was it Pelosi and her infinite wisdom just condemned the, the abortion, uh, the abortion thing, right. As it got decided, I think she said something similar. She's it's about the, the whole gun decision. It's like, you're, you're, you're fighting something that the government, our government was designed, at least from what I remember in civics is you are for the people by the people it states in the constitution if i'm not mistaken yeah. for the bill of rights one of those two two things it's like yeah. this was designed for the people by the people and i think that's what our government has forgotten 
It's like, yeah. you are at our whim. We're not at yours. And that is what I think has caused a lot of the, the headache with our government is that they've lost sight of how the country was founded. It's like, you know, we elect you guys. You, you people are elected. You can also be unelected. <laughs> and I think to your comment earlier, that is what I think is going to happen come November. Is you literally, I think Newsom's going to be out of office, thank God. Uh, hopefully, you know, you got a 50 50 chance you get somebody better or somebody worse, but still. <laughs> but I, I think you're going to see a tide change in a lot of the states and a lot of, you know, DA positions and Congress, House of Representatives, all that stuff's going to change. And well, I, I don't so. think, and I think what's also going to gear it towards is. You know, the people that are, you know, 75, 80 plus just need to go. I mean, they, they need to get out of that office and let somebody else have some new blood or new thoughts into old rule of thinking. You know, I, I remember I got an interview question on, a, on an oral board for law enforcement and it goes, would you arrest your mother for DUI? Yes, I would. And I think I, I astounded the board going, you would really arrest your mother. If she's dumb enough to go get a DUI, yes. You yeah. pay the consequences of your actions. I mean, does it, sound, does it sound kind of bad? Yes. But in all seriousness, like what makes my mother different from Joe Schmo down the street? Yeah, she gave birth to me, it, but it, she's still. It, it shouldn't matter. Cause yes. It, the is the right answer i have a couple of questions um yeah. you know first off where you live in northern california is are you part of nancy pelosi's district Ugh. i honestly don't know the answer to that question hold on uh, i think i'm more feinstein because she's based out of san francisco well isn't isn't diane feinstein one of the senators yeah i honestly 12th district, Nancy, like what are the powers of the internet? Uh, no, Nancy Pelosi is over San Francisco. Okay. I'm north of that, and I honestly don't know. Uh, let's see if it's fine. Well, maybe it's Devin Nunez or something. I, I, yeah. Okay. But I guess my, my question is I mean, what's her attraction what what does she bring to the san francisco area that keeps getting her reelected, or is it just she's part of a big machine i i think when it comes down to it, me and my coworker talk about this all the time i i honestly think what it is is let's go back to the 2020 election trump was an asshat still is i i thoroughly agree with some of his policies. I didn't like him, but that doesn't make him, that didn't make him have bad policies. Some of the stuff I agreed with. Other than that, he was, he shouldn't have been in office, but there was nobody better. And the movement was, we didn't want Trump. So who is left? Biden. Cause they all didn't want Sanders because he's too progressive. Even at his, at his age, he's too progressive. As far as Nancy Pelosi, I don't know what the attraction and how she keeps on getting elected. I, I really don't. Same with Feinstein. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Um, 
I, I would have to do some serious research on why it's, a, I think same with Feinstein. I think Feinstein's a hypocrite, but you know, you know, yeah. she, she doesn't want people to carry, she doesn't want people to have a, you know, a concealed carry permit, but she has one going. <laughs> what? Well, that's, that's, that is the big, that is the big thing. He's, uh, you know, all of them have, um, have, uh, uh, you know, armed details with, you know, automatic weapons and stuff. And oh, by the way, um, I think you're in the California fifth district and yeah, your representative Pelosi's is a guy named 12. Mike Thompson. Yeah. Thompson, but he's, uh, he's a senator. I guess he is a senator. Well, no, no, he's a, he's a U.S. representative. Yeah. I, I try to think, uh, Man, says he covers all of Napa and parts of Contra Costa, Lake Solano, and Sonoma County. Yeah, that sounds about right. Thompson is. I'm just looking for a congressional. Uh, I honestly don't know. Mike Thompson is the 5th District. Uh, that's Manila. That's not California. Hi, wife. <laughs> I have funny. Whatever. Anyway, I, I I can look it up and do it for the next time. But I I don't I honestly don't know. Even my wife, I don't think can would know why what the attraction is. Um, but you know, you talk to somebody like you know when my mom was alive, I was like, I would have discussions going. Pelosi needs to go. Feinstein needs to go. She looked at me going. I think they're doing a great job at what screwing the rest of the public. <laughs> mm. it, it just, it, it, and it's the, it's that age. It was the dichotomy of the age that she was, was the same age as some, or you're within the same age of the people that she liked and understandably as you should. Yeah. But I, I don't know what the attraction is on well, the, with those two. I mean, I just, I, I just don't really see what, what uh what tangible benefit she's bringing yeah you know again just because again you know the the pure the pure insanity that seems to be going on in in san francisco proper i mean it's like uh, you know just the you know just the homelessness the you know the the rampant crime and stuff and it's just i i you know i guess maybe i have a different idea about what what you know, somebody in a major who's representing a major uh, metro area should be trying to accomplish. But, you know, I, 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 I you know, again, it may be as simple as the devil, you know, versus yeah. the devil. You know. I don't know. But again, it just seems like, wow. I mean, there's um, <laughs> I, I don't know why uh, why she's hung on so long, but, you know, I mean, it's something to see so it looks like feinstein is over where i'm at because i don't know i'm either way i i who knows uh, yeah <laughs> but i yeah i just i i don't know but we keep on voting the and i think what it is is because california is such a democratic state sure that's probably part of it but i know in the last the um last vote we had uh june 6th i think it was mm -hmm. something like that 
I didn't vote for Newsom. I, I, I there got to be somebody else. And unfortunately, I think he got enough votes to go to the primary and I forget who his competition would be. But uh, I, I didn't vote for the district, the attorney general uh, that we currently have, because, again, part of it is my views on the gun control. It's like you guys are trying to literally restrict everybody's rights on guns. It's like I want to be able to go down, get it, buy it, be done, carry it, whatever. But I, I, that's my that was my view. That's part of the reason why I voted. But I think, like I said earlier, I think you're going to see a sea change across the United States where, you know, states are going to flip to, you know, the other party just because they're, people are sick of it. Well, so uh, I mean, you know, again, I'm, I'm an advocate for new blood and yes. um, I'm, I'm an advocate for, you know, people that seem to be seem to be willing to put in the effort to um, try to make the communities that we live in, you know, better. Um, I got to admit, I'm, I'm pretty jaded at, you know, the, at the job certain people have done around here and in my state and then on a national level. So it's like, I, you know, I hope the, the bench is deep and I hope, uh, and I don't, you know, and I don't even think it's, it's as simple as, you know, throw all the Democrats out and get Republicans in there. No, it's not. I mean, there are some Democrats, I'm sure they're doing wonderful jobs, but I think that they, again, are beholden to the leadership, which let's, let's face it, you know, every, every Republican is, is probably still to this day, hoping that they're either you know, off his radar, or they have Trump's endorsement, which I think is sad. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I don't know what this whole January 6th, um, 6th committee oh, the, is yeah, going to I have no idea uh, that one gonna end up, gonna end up accomplishing. It seems like it's just the third impeachment trial to me. And, you know, and, and again, you know, whether they have, have any sort of success in um, accomplishing and see, that's the thing. I don't even know what the goal is. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Do they want to charge him with something? Do they want to do something that would disqualify him for, for uh, running for office? Because it seems like the only thing they could do is somehow charge him with a felony. And then he'd have his legal team there to, um, you know, go in front of, uh, go in front of the, uh, I guess, Congress and then see if anybody is uh, in the Senate is going to vote to take them out. So it seems like, again, it, it may, it may, I, 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 or I don't know if it's just a distraction from all the other stuff, but I can tell you, I mean, I don't think anybody's watching it. I don't think anybody. I don't care. Know, gives it, <laughs> you know, well, I, yeah, I, I don't know how, how you would figure that out. I, my understanding, he basically, in my opinion, and based on how I understand, I think it's the First Amendment, he incited a riot, and that you can't do as part of free speech. Yeah, um, I could, I could see where people, or people might say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, all I know is. You know, I watched his speech. Well, I listened to his speech. I, I distinctly remember I was I was driving, and I listened to the speech, and 
you know, maybe there were some code words in it or whatever, but it's like, yeah, I, I find it kind of hard to believe that what he said was seriously taken as a riot. I mean, I heard them, I heard him say something about go marching down the mall and stuff. And then after that, it's like, I think it's kind of, kind of up in the air as far as what he was saying. The thing that's, that is difficult for me is, you know, did he really make these phone calls to various uh, governors or the governor of Georgia is one that comes to mind? Yeah, I think it does I mean, that's check the count. That's, I think that's, that's, um, it, you know, that shouldn't have been done. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, but again, I think that if if something's going to happen, you know, charge him with something. Let him let him defend himself. Well, I think that I, mean, I think the district attorney in New York has is charging with something. Oh, the thing with the taxes or something like that. Yeah, I think it was tax evasion. Yeah. Well, I yeah again again that's <laughs> whether or not that that sticks. I mean, that's been going on for years, right? I mean, that's and it's finally come up to the point where somebody's charging for something yeah. I, I don't know let's see how it goes i mean it's it's a what is it like a five ten thousand dollar fine for every day that he doesn't something he doesn't, like that yeah it's like it, it's not going to reach the point where it's it's something that he worries about you know for years yeah no i mean, I, I don't know like i said i i like i said before i didn't disagree with all of trump's policies i some of them were well thought out but i i just don't he his charisma didn't uh get me to be sw- dissuaded or you know swing one way or the other with him he it just didn't do it for I, me. I mean the guy the, the guy was was crass callous you know he, he wasn't presidential he he went and scorched earth from day one in his own way but again um you know people that voted for him that's what they wanted i guess so yeah and it was just the lesser of two evils and then we got biden and look where we are now (laughs) well there's there's just so many things that that are out there that you know are just like such head scratchers okay i I mean i'm gonna say one more thing about about guns and i'll i'll leave it here but (laughs) i know that I've got a video somewhere where there's a school in Indiana that is an elementary school, I believe, and they've got a fully networked, fully hardened, uh, hardened, and they've they've done all this stuff, you know, to prevent make it to where they're they can prevent school shootings. I mean, they've got all their teachers get a key fob that if it's a panic button, if they see anybody oh, nice. that hit a button. Everything will start shutting down. I mean, they can, you know, they can lock everybody in and, you know, just if, you know, the idea would be is to get the shooter kind of isolated in the hallway and all the kids and stuff in the classroom, you know, protected. They got hardened doors and stuff. Anyway, all this, all this, uh, they were able to do for about $400,000. And this was, Uh I think, a couple of years ago. Okay. If you, if you multiply there if you look online and see how many individual public and private school facilities there are in this country i believe it comes out to a little over 130,000 i don't know 
Um, but if you if you don't take into an account any economies of scale at all, that that number 130 131,000 times 400,000 comes out to about 54 billion dollars. Okay. Yeah. Not I, a not I, an. Ins- I said on the other hand, there are currently it says 97,568 public schools in the country based on the census of 2022. How many? Uh, counting 6,408 primary schools, 30,000 secondary schools in 21. And enrollment has reached 50.6 million students. So round it up to $100,000 and we just sent $40 billion to the re- Ukraine. <laughs> well, and not only that, but it's, it's uh, how much money was given to um to schools in um in COVID relief funds and i can tell you that they got 190 billion dollars in COVID relief funds from the feds and they haven't used them it, the accounting is very very um loosey-goosey <laughs> why does that not yeah. surprise me <laughs> wow yeah i mean it's 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 a uh i mean all i'm saying is that why why can't some of that be a, be a line item in in that spending bill i mean if they weren't going to have people in there anyway they probably could have done that for a lot cheaper than 400 grand each cuz i believe that that facility was hardened during the um pre pandemic era so you know just food for thought i think yeah. it comes down to priorities but you're but you're totally right i mean the the, the amount of money they're given, committing, and have actually sent to um, Ukraine, uh, I mean, it's it's ludicrous. It's yeah. ludicrous for a comp- country that we supposedly have no interest in fighting a war for them. And, but yet, you know, Hunter, Hunter Biden was there. You know, I, I mean, again, if people are not, yeah, I mean that's that's not even being uh, that's not even being jaded. It's it's just being facts. Factual. It's just being factual. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, and and, and remember, um, you know, Trump was impeached for even suggesting to Zelensky that you know he might want to might want to look into. It. There was no quid pro quo that they were able to established but he did ask them to look into hunter biden and stuff and you know so again the the cynical me says you know why don't don't come to me trying to take my guns and say we got to do it for the kids when you got two big sacks of money there that you know if 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 one thing trump proved he was america first and i don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who Biden is for, but it it sure seems like it's America last with him. Oh yeah, um, most that I I definitely agree with that that assessment. I I, I yeah, you know, like I said, I didn't want Trump again just because you know he did more bad than good in my opinion. Um, and yeah, Biden was the lesser of two evils. Anyway. Something you want to talk about that's more levity than what we just talked about? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going on almost two hours now. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think maybe we ought to. We maybe we're ought to wrap too. it up. 
let's let's try to keep it light for next next week. Okay, we can do that. I mean, if we if we can possibly do it, I mean, let's see it. Let's let's try and survive this week with with nothing major. Yeah, what's your uh, schedule as far as moving to College Station? Um, I think well, we have to be out of the house on July fifteenth. Okay, which would be no problem. But I think we're going to have the the movers come probably on the twelfth, and they're going to uh, take twelfth uh, or thirteenth. And they'll take the stuff down. We're just going to put our stuff in storage, and uh, and then we'll have our our cleaning lady kind of have access to the whole house and just do a deep clean and get the dogs out and kind of keep them out of our way. And then there you go. We'll load up the truck and go down to College Station on on the fourteenth or the fifteenth. So what are you eating? Got a plate or a napkin? <sighs> Sorry, I got a crumb snatcher. Doesn't believe in using a plate. <laughs> Go get a plate, please. From Snatcher, I like that. <laughs> if you want a 10-year-old that's somewhat housebroken, I can ship him over to Dallas. <sighs> anyway, no, that's how be a pack in boxes. <laughs> uh I'll... yeah, it's hot out there. You wouldn't survive. Um <laughs> so we'll end the one one thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to get a new lock for my front door. Yeah. And uh, so I ordered, got a hold of the locksmith. I said, hey, this is the lock I need. It's a 60-year-old lock. Can you see what we can do? Send him pictures. You know, the thing is just falling apart. So I finally got him to give me an answer going, hey, has the lock been ordered? Because I'm just not getting a status update. And he's like, yeah, I have to avoid my wife because she's going to kill me if the lock doesn't get fixed. So the running joke between me and the locksmith is like, you have to avoid your wife for another couple of days. Right. I can do that. I, I can avoid my wife. Yeah. It was being a smart ass and, you know, she appreciates the, you know, the, the whole thing and she, she smiled. So, Hey, it makes the world go around. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I was looking at next week is the third. Oh, uh, really? Third? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, so I wow. don't know that's the 4th of July weekend. So I don't know what oh, no. is like during the, that weekend. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to ask you to do that then. I mean, that's, I, that's crazy talk. I mean, I'll, it's a we, Sunday. We, we could do it on Monday. Well, Monday is still part of the holiday, I guess. I yeah. mean, we could do it Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever that week, if you want to do it. Oh no, the, the third is fine. I just was don't I just don't know what the holiday is like down in Dallas. I mean, the third is fine. I don't have any plans until the fourth. So, I'm not sure if we're doing anything or not. Okay. I know we've got we've got out of town plans on the seventh, which I think is what Thursday or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll just kind uh, of usually we have stuff going on on the fourth, but. You know, obviously, under the circumstances, I mean, we're we're not going to be going anywhere. So, um, why don't we just why don't we just pencil it in and we'll see what happens and and go from there. And then I think I'll leave you alone on the tent because it's probably going to be a busy week for you with all you got going on. But that's a, that that's your call. Yeah, I, I should know more by I should know more by the by the by the uh, uh, third because my uh, you know my evenings are going to be spent kind of doing some. Uh, doing some pre-packing so um anyway um i'll uh, uh, but i should know more about that like i say on sunday so 
Why don't we just uh, plan on talking about it then? All righty, sir. All right. Have a good great, week. Great catching up with you, Mike. All right, you too. Have a good week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for staying and listening today. If you'd like to get a hold of myself, I can be reached at area code 707-385-9698. Please leave a voicemail or send a text. I can also be reached at digitalagedescendants at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening. Hello, and thanks again for listening. If you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify doesn't currently allow ratings. So if you could leave me and or Mike a rating, tell us how you like the show, that would be awesome. Thanks for listening.